Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Rodeo Time, the podcast. We have NFR Rodeo Cowboy Tanner Butner in the house. We're going to talk about his recent arena record. We're going to talk about uh, his path to getting to the NFR and what it took for him mentally to get there and uh, some of his secrets to success that he has <laughs> he's, he's uh, used on that path. And uh, we're gonna hear the Tanner Butner story. So if you're if you love rodeo, if you love bronc riding, if you love success stories, this is one for you. Tune in and uh, enjoy the listen. We'd love to thank our, our our great sponsors that keep the world going around here in Winnebago. Rock and Roll Denim was the very first sponsor coming up on. It'll be about nine years ago that Rock and Roll reached out to me. American my, American Hats. My how long it's been. My how long it's been. Uh, American <laughs> Hats. Um, I like, I like to pull it down where it crunches my ears down a little bit. Can-Am side-by-sides. So that's what we ranch with. That's what we feed with. When I say ranch, I mean we just gathered like the wild cattle with it. You know, that way Boone doesn't get hurt. You know what I'm saying? Mostly we oh, yeah. use them to feed. Got to keep him healthy. Yep. And what we feed Boone and how we keep him healthy is total feeds. So he's 22. He's still ranching. He hasn't had hay in years. He just got that that total feeds is a complete feed, and he gets just total feeds. Um, last but not least, Mountain Ops, brand new sponsor. Love the energy ignite, and uh, that's what we're uh, we're gonna do. We're gonna ignite this podcast. Yep. Speak. Sorry. Speaking of Boone, though, did you see him buck with Ryder Wright? Yes. <laughs> Ryder, <laughs> buck, bucked him off too. Oh man. Bucked him off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ryder Wright doesn't get bucked off. And if he was going to get bucked off, it ain't going to be by Boone. Yeah. <laughs> he goes in there to pick up the first bronc, and he goes, he's, you know, it was, it was just me, and he goes, man, I'm just coming in there, but Boone, he started bucking. Like, damn near caught me by <laughs> And then when I, I came around the corner, I was like, Cole, if you try to pick me up, I'm going to push you off your horse. <laughs> I want Ryder Wright to pick me up on Boone. Yep. That's how I want this to play out. No, that's not quite what happened. He just rode around, and you went, you suck, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you kept cutting him off. Whatever so. works. Oh, I didn't cut. <laughs> <laughs> now on to the podcast. We got the man Butner in the house. Um, Tanner, what are you doing in Texas? I'll just hanging out for the winter. Hitting some rodeos. Yes, sir. Yep. Got a few big ones down here in just, the wintertime. Just a couple. Just a couple. <laughs> yeah. Did you start with Odessa? No, we skipped out on Odessa. Uh, Fort Worth be the first one down here. Yes, sir. How did Denver go? Denver went good. Uh, ended up, I think I ended up second there, and Sage was third or fourth, so yep. we did pretty good. Y'all been buddying so far? Yep. Yeah. Did y'all buddy last year? Yep. Uh, I had... It was uh, Sage Newman, Chase Brooks, Colby Wanchuk, and me. Okay. So we're talking about uh, Saddle Bronc, a, a, a Saddle Bronc riding crew here, um, buddy group. And whenever you guys enter a pro rodeo, you are allowed to, well, when you enter, you don't know what night. You may have a preference. Mm -hmm. That's what they call it. You have a preference of I'd like to go Saturday night. My second preference is Friday night. Um, or Saturday or nothing, yep. and 
you're allowed to enter that with up to three buddies. So there's a four man buddy group is what's possible. And whatever night that, um, they don't split you up is how that works. And that's, that's, uh, one of the benefits of, you know, whenever you're entering in with buddies, like if you're all traveling together, well, it makes sense that you get out the same night at each rodeo. So if you enter properly, you could be, you know, your, your weekend could be set up where you're going to Odessa and then going up to Denver and then back down here to Fort Worth and yep. San Antonio, Belton, et cetera. Well, you know, you want to be out the same night as your buddy. So throughout the year, typically guys will, uh, will have buddy groups and sometimes you jump around different ones, but, um, oh, yeah. you went pretty much the whole year with Sage. Yep. Uh, well, yeah, all four of them, uh, like during the winter, we try to split up, go two and two, because everything's got the bracket system. Yes, sir. Yeah, so, so you're not riding against each yeah, other. Yeah, we don't we don't want to be riding against each other. So to make it so we got better odds, we all we split up during the winter, go two and two. Yes, sir. Yeah. So Fort Worth has the bracket that he's talking about, and essentially, like you got these groups of guys riding against each other, and there's different sets, and they'll take so many from each set. Mm-hmm. So previously, the way Fort Worth was set up is like you had, you know, 18 perfs, yep. top 12 out of those 18. So your first perf guy was competing against your ninth, your ninth perf guy was competing against your 14th perf guy. Yep. And then those top 12 make it to the short go. Well, now it's like, a, like he said, it's like a bracket and they'll take so many from each couple of nights. Yep. And um, yeah, so so that's why you guys broke it up, so... Did you uh you just kind of how'd you decide who was going with who out of that buddy group? Well, I don't decide anything. We leave all that up to Chase. They just <laughs> they just tell me when and where to get in the pickup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that how all three of everyone outside of Chase are? You guys uh, just let Chase make all the decisions. I'm sure. Kinda. Colby Colby likes to get in the middle of it every once in a while, but usually it just confuses Chase, so we tell him to shut up. <laughs> and then you and Sage. Then you and Sage are just like, yeah, best case, you know, whatever. Yeah, we just get told when to get in and when to get on. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would say I've been in both positions, having to make all the decisions and then letting the decisions be made for me. Mm-hmm. Much less stressful that way. Oh, it's way better. And you, you, <laughs> you always have someone to blame. Yeah. Yeah, we can always call Chase and cuss him out. <laughs> yeah, like, like that. Man, I just didn't ride good tonight. <laughs> you know whose yeah. fault this was? Why'd you put us up this perf? It was that, terrible. That dad go chase. <laughs> um, so Chase entered you and say, does he actually enter you also? Uh, like right now, no. Uh, we just kind of visit with each other and get uh-huh. it figured out where we want it set up, and then we go and enter ourselves. But gotcha. Uh, like when when the summer hits and we're really full throttle, then. He'll start entering all of us. Gotcha. Yep. Um, so you'll go to San Antonio. Yep. Well, let's talk about Fort Worth. How has Fort Worth gone for you so far? Pretty dang good. Uh, made it out of the the long round. Get to get on semis tomorrow. Get to get on what? Get on in the semifinals. Oh, tomorrow. in the semis. I thought you said yeah. a horse's name. No. Uh, I think uh, I got a business girl. Okay. Tomorrow. Skipping the part. The well, first fr- yeah, whenever yeah. I said, uh, how'd you do in Fort Worth? <laughs> you should have said, 
better than anyone ever has <laughs> yeah. in the history <laughs> in the history of Fort Worth Broncraton. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh meaning arena pe- record. People got to ride up now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I can't remember who was it said like uh gosh dang it's on the tip of my tongue who said that I heard him say behind Dang, you only left us eight points. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or something. Yep. You only left us seven. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you only left them six. Was it 94? You 94, 94? Yep. yeah. You only left us six points. Talk to it. Walks through that ride. Man, it was wild. Uh, I didn't really even know what the horse was, which not saying much because I can't remember what I just got on <laughs> yesterday. So you're also one of those guys. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Uh but yeah, the whole time in the locker room, everybody's like, oh, shit, Butner, you don't even need to put rosin on or anything. This thing's just a hopper. So, like, I knew it bucked, but then everybody kept saying that, and I was like, huh, this, this isn't adding up quite right. It's either not adding up quite right, or it's adding up perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and yeah, sure sure enough, first couple jumps out of there, I was like, holy crap, got to freaking gas this thing, because it ain't going like a hopper. You were glad you had... <laughs> You were glad you had rosin. Yeah. Yeah. Rosin was a good thing. Yeah. So, um, first couple of jumps, kind of a fist fight. Then what? How'd you feel? Oh, pretty dang good. Shoot, she lined out. It was just freaking awesome then. I mean, yeah, all you could ask for. And what was the horse? All or nothing. Of? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Andrews. Yeah, somebody's horse. Yeah, this is Andrews. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. James back there flanking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's my boy. Yeah. Like this. Heck yeah. That's me on top. <laughs> um. So your second horse, was that your first one or is that your second one? No, that was my second. Okay. Yeah. And the first one obviously went well also. Yeah, it went good. Uh, I think I ended up 80, 84 on it. Yeah. I think I was... Tied for fourth there. So 84 and 94 were just enough to get you in. Yeah, just just slid in. To the semis. <laughs> yep. <laughs> which are, uh, so semis are tomorrow night and then finals are Saturday, huh? Yep. Okay. Uh, Sage made it back too, didn't he? Yep, he did. Yeah, he's up He's up tonight. They got, they split semifinals up. Okay. They got two two days of it. Yes, sir. Yeah, he'll, he'll ride tonight and then I'll go tomorrow. And then Chase? How'd they do? Uh, Chase and Colby didn't make it out. Um, I think both of them just barely missed it. Yes, sir. So, so um, last year was your first NFR? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's back up. Uh, get a lot of people on the on the podcast that are, you know, aspiring rodeo, aspiring rodeo cowboys or, um, you know, wanting to get into ranching or just fans of the sport. And I think let's just hear the, uh, the Butner story. <laughs> like how did it start for you? Uh, shoot. Yeah. I just grew up ranching and everything. Grandparents, dad, everybody kind of rodeoed a little bit, had something to do with it. And so, uh, when I got into high school, my older cousin, my brother, Decided they wanted to start rodeoing, so of course I just joined in with them, and uh, yeah, we all went, got bronc saddles and everything, and just took off. Started high school rodeoing and 
didn't look back. How old were you when you got on your first one? Uh, well, I rode a lot of ranch broncs before I ever got on a actual saddle bronc horse. Really? Yeah. Why? And uh, I think I was in, I was in like seventh grade, I think. <laughs> I started doing that. Was that 13, 14? Yeah, I think around 13. What, why, why ranch bronc? I was just a little ranch kid. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know any better. Because you were... You were a ranch kid, and you liked Bronx. Yeah. So ranch Bronx made sense. Yeah, it just sounded right. It sounded right. How did it feel, though? Turns out it was completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't feel as good as it sounded. No, no. Uh, just saddle Bronx riding is way better. <laughs> way easier on you. So how many ranch Bronx did you get on? Oh, shoot, that was... Well, did it from seventh grade up to... I went to two summers riding ranch broncs. Where were you? In Pinedale, just hometown rodeo. Pinedale, Wyoming. Wyoming, Wyoming. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of course, Pinedale, Wyoming. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's the place. Are there really that many ranch bronc ridings in Wyoming? No, but we had a guy right there home that he put on rodeo every week, and then we'd run to Jackson Hole and get on to Gotcha. So, yeah, we were getting on two, three a week. Yes, sir. Um, how did that affect you You starting out as a bronc rider? Well, I'd like to say it made me be able to think through it, but that ain't right because the uh, <laughs> first one I got on, I didn't even make it past the shoot gate. Uh-huh. They had to pick me up and kick me out of the way. <laughs> so... <laughs> You had been on, let's say, maybe 50 Ranch yeah. Bronx? Yeah, I've been pretty close, yeah. I mean, just guessing out of two summers, because two summers in Wyoming is different than two summers in Texas, because yeah. you guys only got like two months of summer. Yeah, it don't, <laughs> don't last very long. So <laughs> I'm guessing you probably didn't go to a lot of Ranch Bronx ridings in January in Wyoming. No. So anyway, that's how I came up with 50, yeah. maybe 25 per summer. Sounds about right. And you're saying, as far as getting started riding saddle bronc horses, zero help. Yeah, like, shoot, had my grandparents and had another guy there uh, that uh, he got in a car wreck and broke his back, but he was he was rodeoing quite a bit, and uh, went to him and he helped me out, give me spur board and everything, give me some pointers and go hang out with him quite a bit, and he helped me get going and then took all that home and just kept going with it. How many did you get on? Before you felt like, okay, I can see a future in this. I can see a path to success. Like, how many was it before you weren't getting two jumped? Like uh, your first one. It was at least like 20 head. And I still never could stay in my saddle. So it probably took another 50 or 60 before I finally could sit in my saddle and kind of scratch at one. Yes, sir. So I bet. By the time I really thought I had it figured out, um, had to be on like hundred some head of horses by then. Yes, sir. What kind of saddle was it? <laughs> Started out in an old Severe. Hell yeah! Nice. Yeah, love yep. it. Started out in that, and then uh, mom and dad helped me buy a G bar G, and then I rode that clear up till just last year, and switched to a uh, Dave Erlacher. 
Yes, sir. Yep. Um. So what do you think, like what was, you said 100, what is it fundamentally around 100 that you were focusing on that gave you that hope of I'm starting to figure this out? Staying in my saddle and actually being able to spur one every jump. <laughs> yes, sir. So, so just covering horses. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Gotcha. Yep. <clears throat> um, and so at that point, you're what age? Oh, I bet um, I was sophomore in high school then. Yes, sir. And that's what year? Like age-wise? Yeah, or what year was that? Oh, Like was that was that four? I don't know how old you are. Was I that? It was, I think it was about around 2013. Okay, so yeah. about ten years. Yeah. And last year's your first NFR. Mm-hmm. So it took you nine years to get there. Yep. Since you started. Yeah. Yeah, it, it takes a while. I was talking. We had, uh, or we didn't actually have Nathan Harp. Oh, sorry. Yeah. We uh, Cody Webster was on the podcast. We were talking about Nathan Harp, and from. He started getting on, or not getting on, he started um, fighting bulls, and 14 years later, he was fighting at the NFR. Oh, yeah. Bullfighting, how you get, the path to the NFR is much different. Yeah, way different. Than Saddle Bronc, obviously. But um, we were talking about the mindset, had he known it was going to take him 14 years, Mm -hmm. would he have still gone down that path? And I guess that's my question to you. Like, had you known it was going to take you nine years? Yeah, I probably still would have done it. Probably still would have done it. Yeah. (laughs) I think so many times, like, as young people get this timeline in their head, like, all right, this year I'm going to do this. Then the next year I'm going to do this. Yep. Then I'll be at the NFR, you know. Mm -hmm. Accomplish this goal, get my qualifications up, get my qualifications up, then Um, I'm there. I think everybody thinks that, too. I mean, I know I did. Like, all right, got this done this year. You know, get so far the next year, and then I'm like, all right, I'm I'm going to the finals. So, how did you respond to the setbacks when that plan, your plan in your head, didn't come to fruition? Ah, I said, screw it, we'll do it again next year. Mm-hmm. Going next year. Yep. Just gotta. I mean, that's what we're all shooting for. So can't ever let that get away from you you're you're either going or you're not in your head pretty simple yeah yeah so we, we talked about on patrick smith and i heard chance smart he was a bull rider went to the nfr and he was somebody was encouraging him he said well what happens if you don't make it this year well i guess i'll go next year what happens if you don't make it next year well i guess i'll go the next year yeah and on and on and on um what about injuries do you have any of those along the way that as far as rodeoing, no. Uh, always stayed pretty healthy rodeoing. Dang, that's good news. Yeah. Aside from divine intervention. Yeah, that that's about it. That's about it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Just I really, I, I don't have any wisdom or nothing for as far <laughs> as not getting hurt goes. Yes, sir. You CrossFit, though. When, when I'm home and yeah. <laughs> the missus makes me go in. <laughs> Your old lady has yeah. to make you work out. Yeah. <laughs> Butner, we got to work out. <laughs> when did yeah. you get married? 
Uh, not married yet. Just got engaged this year right before the finals. Congratulations. Yeah. Or last year, whatever it is. So, um, been riding Bronx nine years. Walk me through 2022. <laughs> it was freaking wild. Uh, I didn't, didn't do so good during the winter and then over the fourth. Got Prescott one and a couple others and. That got me right up. I think I was around the top twenty then, and then, yeah, we just freaking hammered down and went to everything I could, no matter what. And uh, I can't even remember when it was that I actually hit top fifteen. Sealed the deal. But uh, well, well, you it, don't, you didn't seal the deal. Yeah, well. yeah. Sterling and I had to duke it out the whole way. Yeah, but uh, that's son of a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool, though. It was fun. It made it fun. Yeah. Made me appreciate it more. Uh, we had to, we really had to bust ass at the end. It was, yeah. it was right up until the end. Did mm-hmm. you see him at some of the rodeos that you were, th- at the very end? Obviously, you saw him throughout the year, but. Oh, yeah. September. Yeah. Yeah, shoot. We, uh, well, we rode dang near same places towards the end. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we flew. I guess he ended up taking a different flight back to uh, Pendleton. We went to New Mexico and got on same day, and then we were up same days in Pendleton. And, yeah, like somehow it worked. We just followed each other around pretty much. Yeah. Um, I love Sterling. Yeah. Yeah, so much. I've been knowing him a little while. He's got such a good attitude. Oh, he's one of my favorites. I feel like. Sage Newman, another cowboy with a really good attitude. I feel like he is be one of the coolest traveling partners. Yeah. What was that like? You would think. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is good. Uh shoot. The whole rig's good. We always have fun. Like it's pretty hard to get down with a bunch of guys like that. And uh he's dang sure good about keeping everybody's spirits up and rolling. What's he like after a buck off? Yeah, he's good. He'll kind of be a little grouchy about it for a minute, but right. But by the time he gets his stuff all put away, you're good to go. That quick. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. I'm sure some of them are a little harder than others. Oh yeah. Know, like you know everyone, but I feel like being able to have sh- you know short term memory, mm-hmm. a little bit of memory loss is probably a pretty. It's a good thing to have. You're a pretty cool customer. Like no matter what, I've I've never heard you get very excited or very upset about much. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I always remember that interview you did. I can't remember. The one you did with the sunglasses, do you remember where that was? Somewhere down south. But you won that rodeo, and the gal, you know, you answered it the exact same way. You know, it's like, oh, I didn't really know the horse until I got here. <laughs> uh, what were you thinking? I think I know the answer. Like, when you finally, when you make the finals, you know you're going. Is there anything that you think you need to do? Like, do you change anything up, or is it just another rodeo for you? Uh, tried to treat it just like another rodeo. Yeah. But, uh, that is a hard friggin' rodeo to treat like any other one. <laughs> Holy crap. Which one? The finals. Oh. Yeah. That's when you were wearing the sunglasses? Yeah, that that was earlier. It was, gotcha. but I just, yeah. But, yeah, they were, they were asking me the question. I was about to say, man, if you're yeah. wearing shades. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of, what kind of douchebag does that? Rough night. <laughs> um. Indoors. Are there... So talking about the ones that you do get bucked off at, 
that they you have been bucked off at. Were there any in 22 that were significant enough that not only you remember them, but you remember being motivated motivated by them? Oh. Or you shake them off pretty good and it's just on to the next one? I, I like just forget about them. Yes, sir. Uh, just get some paybacks on the next one you get on. Yep. I've just kind of been intrigued by that thought process, mainly just I, the wording I heard recently on um, – a Joe Rogan podcast listening to David Goggins. He said, we don't have to learn how to be, how to respond to good mm-hmm. things. So like you have a great bronc ride, you, you know, win a big check, win a rodeo that's significant to you. You don't have to necessarily be taught how to be happy about that. Mm-hmm. But when things go wrong, that is where a winner has to learn yeah, and, and have like a strategic playbook of how to, control his emotions mm-hmm. and anyways that's just been a thought on my mind for the last couple of weeks so well, that is a pretty good thought because yeah it, if you don't know how to lose then it's not going to be very fun for you right nobody needs to teach you how to celebrate no you know <laughs> exactly yeah i mean like some people are like a little too too celebrate too much you know right. or whatever mm-hmm. but like in general you know like we don't necessarily have to be taught how to be happy no mm-hmm. So some people might. There's always exceptions to the rule. Whatever. Don't get <laughs> yeah. lost in the details. <laughs> as a general rule of thumb. Yeah. Is there anything that you feel like, what did you do outside of the arena over those nine years? Uh, we, we joked about you going to the gym. Yeah. Uh, so I just go home and go to work. Uh, got a place in Montana that's been letting me go cowboy for him whenever I'm home. So, yeah, I just get home and go straight back to work so same thing that uh sage does yeah what it sounds like yep do you get on uh you get on the spur board any uh yeah i guess i got i made a makeshift (laughs) one at the house a makeshift spur board (laughs) yeah it works but it's nothing real great nfr rodeo cowboy tell me about your makeshift (laughs) spur board (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's just a sawhorse with a trailer mat thrown over the top of it. Yeah, just with a oh a trailer mat. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's a normal spur board. You just I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I just it's it just it sounds it's it's funny. Like it's like you're one of the premier bronc riders. It's like <laughs> yeah, I got this sawhorse. Yeah. I threw a little blanket over it. And I guess I, I guess I need one of these things now. You know. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly what Stetson said last yeah. week. Mm-hmm. We were back here, and Willie was got on the uh, Buckright. Oh, yeah. It's a drop barrel, mechanical drop barrel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got one because JB has one. Yeah. And so we put Willie on it, and Stetson was like, <laughs> yeah. He, he said, turn your toes out. That was all he had. <laughs> well, anyways, then he got on it, didn't know how to turn it on, and he was just like, Oh my gosh, this is kind of cool. Yeah. I may have to get one. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't get on practice bulls. Yeah. Didn't have a drop. You know, didn't have any of the the things. Yeah, that, that was the part we were asking. Like, man, you get on a lot of practice at home. He goes, No, Dad never would let me get on practice bulls at home. So, well, mm-hmm. he wouldn't let him own them. Oh, okay. I thought he just he said no. Dad, them. Dad wouldn't let us keep bulls. Uh, oh, yeah. So they weren't there to be bucked, right? <laughs> but it, it's not necessarily that 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 he just couldn't get on them. Like they weren't even allowed to have them in the arena. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just nonchalant about it. Um. So, what about practice horses? Did you get on a lot of those? 
Uh, we, like, before the finals, went down and got on a couple of them. But uh, it's a little hard to get on practice horses when it's negative 30 degrees up there. Yep. Uh, well, yeah, you just got to go find a place and rent a barn for a day or whatever. It, it's pretty hard to get done unless, unless one of them contractors up there is doing a school or something. And it's pretty hard to find good practice horses to go get on. So over the nine years, you primarily got on at the rodeos. Pretty much, yeah. Didn't really work out a whole lot and nope. didn't get on a lot of practice horses. Well, like <laughs> in, in high school we did. I'm not knocking it. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm not knocking it. The man's at the NFR. <laughs> yeah, like, he j- you just broke the arena record. Like, that means you've, you've, you've ridden better at Fort Worth than anyone in the history yeah, right. of Fort Worth, technically yeah. is what that, that means. So I'm not knocking it. Please don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm not patron. I'm no. sincerely just yeah. curious how this has so, come like, about. Start, starting out when I was in high school we did. Uh, stock contractor from Jackson Hole, he let us take four or five horses home for the winter, and we had a had an indoor like thirty minutes down the road, and we'd round everybody up once a week or something and go get on then. But that was, I think, just did that for two years, and yeah, pretty much just. And it's kind of an ordeal. So like, there may be sometimes you don't have enough help or. Oh yeah, you know it's it, actually it's super cold. You don't want to drive. Yeah. It got interesting. Thirty minutes. Like, so it was usually just me and my brother and my cousin that were getting on. Then there's a lot of times one of us would have to be flanking. Yes, yeah, sir. Tie one of the pickup horses up to the fence. Whoever <laughs> popped the gate as soon as they were out, kick that thing shut, jump on the pickup horse, and love it. Go pick up. Love it. Yeah. So. Why not just pop the gate from top of the horse? <laughs> I was in a hurry. We didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> when uh, I remember one time my mom was flanking. Yeah. And my dad was, he would, the gate would be open. Mm-hmm. And it did, you couldn't do it on a colt, you know, because they'd pop the gate open. Yeah. The gate would be open. He would be horseback, and he would side pass over to the 90-degree area. <laughs> And then, like, the gate is wide-ass. I mean, like, it, the latch is open. Yeah. And so, like, you're sitting there, and then you kind of watch him out of your peripherals for him to get in position. And then when he does, you nod. He pulls it, and then he's got to shut it back. But he's already horseback. Of course, mm-hmm. he was a he was an old man, so he didn't want to. He yeah. probably didn't want to. He didn't care. <laughs> he's going to sit up on his also, horse no matter what. Also, <laughs> there was probably a lot less guarantee. Yeah. That I was going to ride, you know, like, <laughs> he needed to be horseback quicker for me. Yeah. <laughs> Probably then you guys had to be horseback as quick for each other. Like, you you, yeah. you could, you know, a well, guy had 10 or 12 seconds. Yeah, that, and we always, dad always stayed on his horse out in the arena, so there's at least one guy horseback. That's that's awesome. That's making it work. Yeah. Bucking horses takes a lot of people. Oh, man. Yeah. You don't really think about it till. <clears throat> You're running a little skeleton crew trying to get it done. <laughs> You're flanking your own horse. Yeah. <laughs> they sold, there was a couple people selling Mike Lee bull ropes um, that had had a metal ring in the block because it was like a, a little bit fancier way to take a butterfly wrap. Oh, so he'd yeah. bring that bull rope across his hand, go the tip of the bull rope, go through that ring, come back over because he wanted to practice, but it was just him and his wife. Oh, so she would flank the bull, trip the latch, and then he he was on his own, mm-hmm. essentially. Like she, you know, and he didn't want her to have to work a hangout. Yeah. 
Um, I think he got knocked out and Damn. was hung up once, and yeah. maybe that's what motivated it. So Ooh. don't 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 quote me on that part. But I do know the the ring and the block was a real thing. Yeah. But it was just him and his wife, so he could practice. No kidding. Riding bulls, it's just him and her. But you know, bull riding, so you know, you don't need that many. You don't need. Yeah, it's a little different, especially yeah. if you know the bull. Yeah. But apparently, he's getting on serious enough practice bulls that like he got to worry about that. I feel like that's wanting it. <laughs> Yeah, I think that that falls in the category of there's like two. One category is not wanting it. The other category is wanting it. I think that falls in the wanting yeah, it category. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, for dang sure. I think anybody that wants it doesn't doesn't matter what you had. You know, if it was just you, you'd get on. You know, if you wanted yeah. it that bad, like yeah. I don't know. I did it once where it was just my brother and I. Yeah. But I didn't. I've never done it just me. <laughs> I've heard of I've heard of guys like kicking the latch open yeah but like on like a you know like something right like pretty nice felix yeah. or a steer yeah. you know something um so the 94 back to that mm-hmm. because i wanted to ask about your favorite bronc ride from 2022 but like did did it feel as good as it looked on camera like how did you feel when you hit the ground were you like that was a damn good bronc ride well, I was kind of wondering how it was going to go because Sage was just, what was he, 90 or 91 right before me. I'm like, oh, crap, here we go. I don't know what's going to happen here, but should be up in the money somewhere. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't hardly believe it. It was 94. I mean, I didn't know how it looked. I knew it was getting in there and doing some stuff. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, kind of kind of blew my mind, but same time, I I mean, I wasn't mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that's kind of your approach every bronc, though. Yeah, I imagine a little bit. Yeah, you're just gonna do your deal. And was there anything specific that you? I mean, like what what bronc bronc in and bronc out? Like, are you are you just are you focusing on just lifting? Was there something specific you're telling yourself that you'd been working on? Yeah, I'm real bad about trying to sit up on everything. Usually when I'm getting on, it's just stay back, stay square, and don't miss a freaking jump. Yeah. Do you feel like this 94 is a culmination of, like, you working hard for the finals, getting on 10 ranked bucking horses, you push through, you go to Denver, and you've got some momentum personally in your riding that's that's still coming to fruition? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I know in years past it's kind of hard to get get rolling for these winter rodeos and like this year feels like haven't even quit like just rolling right through it everything feels good like i don't have to think about saddle being right or any of that i just i know everything's good and we're going heck yeah we talk a lot about so like i get a lot of guys that are getting on their first something or first 10 head or you know like we help a lot of people get started here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, while we can go over fundamentals till we're blue in the face, at some point you got to get on and then you got to f- ride your animal, but you, you got to take the fight. There's a level of fight that you have to go to. Yeah. Um, which if you got on ranch bronc rider, ranch bronc courses, you knew about that long before you got on a saddle <laughs> bronc course. How do you address the fight after 10 years of getting on Bronx 
on a day where you just feel blah? Um, you know, it don't matter. Shoot, like even if you feel like that, and somebody walks up to you on the street and tries to punch you, like you better step it up and give it all you got, anyways. Yeah. So uh, same thing with bronc riding. Even if I don't feel good, as soon as I step over and sit on that sucker, it's it's game time. Like better cock your hammer and be ready to roll. Nice. Yeah. I never heard, I never heard somebody explain it like yeah somebody on the street punches you in the face like you gotta you gotta fight him. This that that's a that's a maybe situation. Well, when you're in yeah. a, in this, I'm not picking apart yeah. your I, I've. I've thought about that. You know, I'm not picking apart your analogy. I think it's a perfect analogy. I think the thing is, is it's like, you know, you're in some shady spots on the street. You're like, man, something might go down. Yeah. Well, like in this analogy, it's going to go down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the gate will open. Mm-hmm. This horse will fight you. Matter of fact, if he doesn't, they're going to give you a different yeah. horse. <laughs> you get to will, do it twice. <laughs> yeah, they'll give you what's called a re-ride. Like there's guaranteed a fight. Yep. Um. So it'd be like you go, you leave, you walk out the front door, and you're walking down the street, and there's guaranteed <laughs> somebody's gonna punch you in the teeth. Somebody's gonna punch you. And granted, you know, the benefit we have is that usually we know someone who has fought that bronc before, right. so we get, yeah. to, you know, we get a little insight. Yeah, we get to figure it out a little bit. What'd you go for rain on him, by the way? You don't remember? Um, are you that bronc rider? Yep. Mm-hmm. 100%. You broke the arena record a week ago, <laughs> and you don't remember what you gave the horse. Pretty sure it's five. X and five. Yep. Dang. Yeah, it is. Because I had, I had somebody try and tell me it was double, but they'd never been on it. Yeah. And finally asked somebody that had been on it, and it was five. Did that person also tell you that it was a hopper? Oh, yeah. Dang. Really? Everybody was telling me it was. <laughs> Nobody actually came clean until I talked to Zeke the day afterwards. <laughs> what pin do you feel like that horse fits in at the NFR? Oh, uh, definitely. Uh, probably he fits in TV pin. Five and ten. Yep. Um. Dang, I was about to ask something. Oh. I was just picturing him. Was he at the NFR this last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think Zeke. Zeke got on him in the tenth round this year. I think. Yeah. So I was just I was just thinking everybody telling you it was a hopper. We were at um, Fort Worth for that ranch rodeo, and his buddy Dusty was getting on getting on a ranch bronc, and we were back there and everything, helping with the saddle and everything. And DB finds out finds the horse and everything. Goes, I know who owns this horse. Makes a phone call, and he's like, oh, all right. And Dusty's sitting there. He goes, Well, what's he like? He goes. Man, he's just good. He's just gonna go out there, just real, just honest and everything. And Dusty's <laughs> like, man, right on, rides away. And DB looks at me, and goes, no, that that sucker bucks. <laughs> this is bucking horse. Yeah. Sometimes it's better to not know what they're gonna do. Yeah. Well, he was getting on a ranch bronc. Yeah. So like, I figured out the rain for him. Mm-hmm. Felt better than I've ever felt about the rain. Got got the rain from multiple people. Measured it to his eye. He had an event, like, right before, so I had to saddle his bronc for him, Yeah, whatever. Measured it to his eye. It came out to the exact same, and everything yeah. just felt good. I oh, loved, yeah. Everything I, was right. And I was like, <laughs> so so long as I don't give him, like, a way off rain, other than that, all he needs to know is bear down. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, how much strategy is there to ranch bronc? It's mm-hmm. like that street fight. Yeah. That's yeah. the difference. It's not a boxing match. This is a street fight. Yeah. Saddle bronc is a boxing match. Yeah. 
But Ranch Bronc is a street fight, and anything goes, whether you're the horse or the... And I feel like horses, when they get a stock saddle on them as opposed to a Bronc saddle, like they are sometimes going to be different. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah, they do a lot of different stuff. <laughs> you know better than I do. I'd, I've never nodded for a Ranch Bronc. Yeah. You get tough. <laughs> they, they do some pretty wild stuff. Uh-huh. How does it compare to... So a bucking horse with a stock saddle with no flank compared to a bucking horse with a stock saddle flanked. Just a lot rougher. Uh, or to me it was anyway. I hate my saddle horses bucking. Uh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, <clears throat> that and, yeah, just a regular saddle horse, they're not going to be near as committed to bucking Yeah, as one that's flanked. How did y'all meet? <laughs> uh, at the ranch we're talking about there in montana we went to school together well, yeah yeah went to school together before yeah. that then actually got to know him pretty good college yeah. rodeo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nice where Uni- was that university of montana western was he actually enrolled or was was he just was cold just kind of like lived in the same town was well, it that kind of went to school with or? i think he was actually enrolled uh i was more the one that yeah. i was just in town <laughs> <laughs> yeah Right, I remember because everybody was just like, I could Ole the coach down there, Iola Els, and uh, b- yeah, because Butner wasn't there. He was just he was just around, and she was like, "I've got to get this Butner on the team." She's like, "This guy rides Bronk because you'd already won the high school finals, hadn't you?" Mm-hmm. At that point, and um, I hadn't I hadn't met him or anything. I had I didn't know anything. I just knew he was like apparently this Butner dude is the real the real deal. And I'm not not rough like uh, trying to blow smoke on you, but it's like. I remember because Jake Hayworth had even said, he's like, this guy's going to make the NFR. And we all, I had known, I had, this is before I had even met you, laid eyes on you or anything. And everybody was like, oh, no, this dude's the real deal. And, uh, yeah, you know, turns out they were half right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> we, uh, this year I did it a little different at the NFR um, as far as the rodeo time crew, the mm-hmm. guys that I take out there myself, rather than get in a room. We felt like it was a we, well. We all get along great, so yeah. that was a start. Well, we wanted to get a um, an Airbnb mm-hmm. as opposed to just a hotel room, four rooms. Everybody split up into two, and it just anyway. So we got an Airbnb, and it was great. We got to cook out. We got to um, <clears throat> you know just chill. We were at a house. We didn't have to walk a mile and a half to get to our rooms. Yeah, we weren't tempted to gamble. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just I don't I don't know that I spent I'm. I don't even remember gambling. Yeah. I don't you, know that I gambled. Did I gamble? Yeah. When we went to that rock and roll party. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Cowboy Cerrone was there that night. Yes. And then, oh, okay, yeah. I lost. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I lost, <laughs> I think, 500. I won back like three or 400. Okay, yep. yeah. And I, wa- I, I, I left down. <clears throat> uh, financially, not emotionally. Right. <laughs> So anyways, but we, yeah, we we're back at the Airbnb and that was just a cool way to, to stay in Vegas this year. Yep. But, so we got uh, Dalton, he had Cowboy Channel app. And so we got to watch the NFR every night. And Oh yeah. I can't remember which round it was where we discovered how big of a fan Cole is. Of, <laughs> we're buddies. <laughs> we're buddies. Yeah. Butner. But I mean, I know the feeling I've seen buddies ride there, you know, it's just, you get excited for them, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So uh, heck yeah, Butner. The way he said it in his like, <laughs> up north, Butner. Yeah. So we, randomly throughout the 
throughout the day, we might yell at Cole, Dell, yeah, Butner. <laughs> I was pumped. I'm, I'm, I apologize for nothing. I was pumped for it. Yeah. <laughs> I was, and I was the same. I was pumped when Ruger made it. Like, I, you know, mm-hmm. I was yelling for Ruger, too. It was just. Oh, uh, yeah, Ruger Piva. Ruger yeah. Piva. Yeah. Um, Ruger he Piva. Also, also went to college with us. Yeah, Ruger Piva. Yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah, all right. right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't name dropping. I, was just no, I, like, I know you weren't. I know you weren't. Just, you shouldn't be pumped when your buddies are there. No. Absolutely. <laughs> I just, yeah. Now that you say that, I just I can remember like just, and you would never, you know, you would say their first and Latin last names all the time, you know, together yeah. all the time. Like Kevin, whenever he, he just constantly called me Del Brisby. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've known Kevin for two years. Like, hey, Del Brisby. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Del Brisby. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I can't remember which rounds it was that. Did you win a round? No, I never did get one. Okay. One. Gotcha. Uh, you got second in one or something, didn't you? Yeah. You, I, yeah. I think I can't even remember now. I think yeah. I tied for second in one yeah. round. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, shoot, it was a freaking good time anyway. Oh, What'd you get on in the eliminator rounds? Do you remember off the top of your head? Uh, I know one was Miss Ellie, and then. I was shoot. I was trying to remember the name of the other one the other How'd day. How'd they go for you? Went good. I uh, got them both rode. Yeah. I uh, don't think I made money on either one of them though. Yeah. Here's well, a little different atmosphere in the locker yeah. room. Yeah, it was pretty entertaining. Yeah. E pen night comes up. It gets pretty quiet in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what's next when you're out at San Antonio? Uh, I think I'm up there the 20th and the 21st. Gotcha. Yeah. Hell yeah. Heck yeah. Any other little Texas rodeos you're going to? Um, no, I think we go, I think we make a run over to Florida. Kissimmee? And then, yeah. You're going to go to Kissimmee? And then uh, go to Jackson, Mississippi, and then, uh, of course, we got the American qualifiers. What, um... Do you know how many perfs you went to last year? Yeah, I maxed out. I went to 100. Nice. Yeah. What's the count? What's the max for bareback riders? Isn't it lower than that? I don't know what I that think one it's is. lower. I know. Which is weird. I knew bull riding was higher. Yeah. Just because of Ruger. But, uh. Right. Ruger people. I, I guess I haven't. I've never asked bareback riders sure what their count is. Sterling was pretty notorious for maxing his out Mm -hmm. he was he that joker would he would go to so many oh yeah he'd go to all of them yeah but i can't i can't imagine just especially early on the uh the mind game of well with 100 perfs it's probably not as bad as you know but trying to decide which ones to oh yeah it yeah it's weird to think about i mean i never thought about it till last year but uh, yeah. yeah, kicking the winter off and just trying to go to everything, is and then you really you, not not the best idea, right? <laughs> turns out, yeah, it turns out, <laughs> yeah. You, then you you count everything, you yep. do good at some of them, and it's like son of a gun, it's September mm-hmm. and you got like four left. Yeah, well, yeah, I remember that would be, that would that's such a dumb rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would suck so bad. Yeah, I remember after well, just before the fourth, I think we were already like. 35 or 40 rodeos like who that's not good we don't have that many rodeos left really yeah. but that's it 
turns so out to be silly. a lot, but because right. all you want to do is rodeo. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like, and then all they got to do is let you. Yeah. And then you can make it. Yep. But you got this. I don't know. I guess I get it for certain people in certain situations where it would help this or that. But like, I feel like let the guy let let the kids play. Yeah. So in September, you had to slow it down, not go to some? Yeah, kind of. Like, we just had to be a lot more picky about which ones you which went ones to. we went to. And then, Dad gum, you're getting down to the count. It's like, you got to make this count, even oh, if yeah. you do have more rodeos. Mm-hmm. He's like, but you only have so many that you can count. Yeah, there's only and so many left, even if you got them left. So what yeah. I'm, I just realized of sitting here talking for the last – two minutes essentially you're only allowed you if there's you know there's 52 weekends in a year mm-hmm. you know 100 rodeos 100 yeah. performances that this man entered in 52 weekends that's a lot well that's all he can count so if he goes to 105 he's got to pick before you before you're entered while you enter mm-hmm. you've got to pick which ones you're going to count towards your hundred yep so, for instance, if you wanted to go to Mesquite one day this summer, for some reason you're in Texas in June and you got a Saturday that, you know, you probably wouldn't count Mesquite towards your 100 because, yeah. you know, when you win it, it's going to be $680. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so you would say, I, I don't want to, I don't want to count Mesquite. Yep. Um, but what if come September you're battling it out with Sterling and you're down 400 bucks. Even Mesquite back in June sure would have helped to be yep, able to yeah. count that $680. Yeah, it would have been a big help. Yep. But, I mean, everybody's got – the other The other thing is everybody plays by the same rules. So, mm-hmm. essentially, there is that added, you know, like I said, there's probably flip sides of the coin that I don't understand. But in my mind, as a rodeo cowboy, it's like, let, let's rodeo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's, let's go to them. Mm-hmm. Right? Especially right now, it's January. Yeah. Go to Kissimmee. Go to freaking, you know, fly back to get to Los Fresnos. Yeah. Um, anyway, but, I mean, that would be good for Los Fresnos, would it not? Oh, yeah. And Mesquite. Yeah, I did help all them. Because what's probably going to happen is June, in June is you're not going to go to Mesquite. Yeah. And I, I think there'd probably be some arguments that some circuit guys who are going to Mesquite would probably appreciate the fact that you're not there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. There's there's always two sides to the two stories. Well, to I, be think, had, I think that's the main argument for it is try to try to keep the top guys out of the smaller circuit rodeos. <laughs> well, and I like so f- there's another rule, for instance, you coming from um up north, if you wanted to claim the Texas circuit mm-hmm. to go to our circuit finals, you would have to go to thirty yeah. circuit rodeos. Whereas me living in Texas, I would only have to go to 15. Yep. And that kind of rule, that makes sense to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if yep. Court Shear wanted to come out of Nebraska and battle it out with, with a young guy trying to make it to the circuit finals, mm-hmm. well, like, okay, he, he needs to go to 30 rather yeah. than 15. That that kind of rule, I think, makes sense. Yeah. And maybe it's along the same lines as maybe that it's in the same vein. I don't know. But yeah. um, I'm not the one making the rules. I'm glad I'm not. I feel sorry for those who do. Same here. My Um, hot take. I don't want any part of it. They're doing a good (laughs) job with what they're doing. (laughs) Is there anything you plan on doing different in 23 than you did in 22? Um, 
Well, yeah. Start the winter off a lot better. Or, yeah, the whole year. Okay, so check. So far, so yeah. good. So so far, it's working out <laughs> good. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? No. Uh, not really. Just make everything count. Was there any sort? Was there any big moment, uh, story-wise, fun-wise, that happened in the rig this last year with Sage and them guys that you found yourself sharing a story? Yeah, uh, we all had to grow <laughs> mustaches. Is that what you're getting at? I was going to ask about the <laughs> mustaches. <laughs> yeah. So after the finals last year, them three decided that we needed to have some sort of competition. Because bronc riding's not enough. Yeah. Had to do something else. So, yeah, we all all grew mustaches out and uh, decided the first one to shave it. Had to buy the rest of us, like, a steak dinner. Had to pay for a whole day of messing around, like, go jet skiing, do whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever we felt like. And, yeah, they whoever was paying for it didn't get a say in what we were doing. Yeah, Every, everybody else yeah. got to pick. So if it was skydiving, there. Oh right. yeah. yeah, yep, they'd had to fork it out. So. Gotcha. So who won? Well, we ended up. Uh, so we made it to the finals, and of course we were all too pigheaded and stubborn to pay for anybody else to eat or have fun. <laughs> <laughs> so we made it clear to the finals, and we're like, well, shoot, we gotta gotta do something since we all kept them. So uh, we got with Bronc Riding Nation and. Uh, we started to had them help us start a little page. People go on vote and everything. Cost I can't remember how much it was, like five dollars or something a vote. Yeah. And then we took all the money from that and gave it to the no uh, the the golden the golden circle or something. The drug ring? No, no, no for <laughs> Sorry. for the kids that are uh, disabled and stuff and need some extra money so a good cause yeah we we donated all the money to that and uh i ended up winning that but then yeah we just made it fun so yeah. i got i got to decide what they did to their mustaches for a day in vegas nice oh, what yeah. what'd they do uh sage <laughs> had to shave everything but just the tips ah <laughs> we we put a uh hitler stash on one chuck <laughs> Which that ended up being perfect because he had to go have <laughs> breakfast with his parents and a new sponsor that day. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna keep that? <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, Chase, I just made him buzz it straight down the middle. Oh perfect. Then <laughs> yeah, we we all wandered around Vegas, went and played top golf, went to a couple shows and hung out for the day. Nice. Yeah. And it's perfect because all of the pictures, because you're, you know, when you're at the Cowboy Channel Athlete of the Week or whatever, mm -hmm. like, you know, just this first year you make the NFR and every picture of you, you've just got a curled oh, yeah. must, pencil curled mustache on. Yeah. Yep. Well, thanks for making the trip to Winnebago, not far from Fort Worth. Um, we, uh, we're obviously fan Dale, yeah, Butner, right. <laughs> big fans. Um, we usually wrap these up with some life advice. Oh. So. What's well, kind of a motto that's kept you going over your nine, ten years of path to the NFR? Well, you know, I just found something that I really enjoyed doing and decided that's what I was going to do. And, uh, yeah, no matter what, just kept going and made it work. Love it. He who rebuilds fastest ropes most. Yep. Yeah. yep. 
When life hands you lemons, put a bull rope on them. <laughs> pow, pow, and on to the next one. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, text the word podcast to 940-353-0890. And um, don't forget to check out dalebrisby.com where we've got uh, a deals you can feels. All right? Rodeo time apparel. Pow, pow, and on to the next one. Let me find that. Hold on. I got to get the. I think I it's this one. It after.